A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Every year on the second Sunday of Easter, we hear this gospel, so we know it pretty well. I'd like to draw your attention to a single line, chapter 20, verse 24. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them, When Jesus came, Thomas is Hebrew for twin. Didymus is Greek for, wait for it, twin. So this is Thomas, who is called Thomas. We heard Thomas called a twin three weeks ago in the story about the raising of Lazarus. But who is his twin? He could be Peter's twin. Remember in the Passion Gospel on Palm Sunday? After the Last Supper, Jesus said to his disciples, You will all become deserters because of me this night. But Peter said to him, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. And Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you this very night, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. 
Peter said to him, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. But later that night, seated around a charcoal fire in the courtyard of the high priest, not once, not twice, but three times Peter denied him. I swear, I don't know him. At that moment, the cock crowed, and Peter remembered what Jesus had said. He went out and wept bitterly. In Mark's Easter Gospel, the young man at the tomb tells the women, But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. In John's Gospel, in the very next chapter, Jesus comes back for Peter. After fishing all night and catching nothing, Jesus invited Peter and the other disciples to breakfast on the beach. Sitting around the charcoal fire, Jesus asked Peter three times if he loves him. Lord, you know that I love you. And each time, in turn, Jesus commands him, Feed my sheep. Thomas could be Peter's twin. The risen Christ specifically sought out Peter after Easter to forgive him. The risen Christ has come back a week after Easter because Thomas, the twin, was missing the first time he came. Thomas needs to be forgiven and reintegrated into the group of the Twelve. Thomas who is called Thomas, is also called one of the twelve. In John's Gospel, this phrase, one of the twelve, is used only one other time. After the multiplication of the loaves in chapter 6, many of Jesus' disciples turned away and ceased to follow him. When Jesus asked the twelve if they also wished to leave, Simon Peter replied, Master, To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you twelve? Yet is not one of you a devil? He was referring to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. It was he who would betray him, one of the twelve. In today's gospel, this phrase is repeated. Thomas, who was one of the twelve. We like to cut Thomas some slack. After all, which one of us doesn't struggle with believing? But remember what Thomas said, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Sister Sandra Schneiders insists that Thomas is categorically refusing to believe the community's witness to the resurrection after Easter, which is a lot like Peter's denial of Jesus before the Passion. I swear, I don't know him. A week later, the risen Christ comes back for Thomas, the twin. The wounds of Jesus' torture in his hands and his feet and his side, are still there. But they no longer bear the burden of death. They've become a source of life and faith for Thomas. 
The experience of revelation makes of us, St. Paul says, a new creation. It brings us to a new place. It's a place we could not reach by ourselves. Jesus invites Thomas to do exactly what he has demanded. Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Do you see what's happening here? Thomas is standing in front of Jesus. He puts his hands up to Jesus' hands. Thomas is mirroring Jesus. Thomas is twin to Jesus. Jesus has chosen Thomas, just like he chose Peter and the other twelve, and you and I, to be his twin. As the Father has sent me, so I send you, whose sins you forgive. It's in your hands. Teresa of Avila says it perfectly. Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are his body. In his book, The Shack, Paul Young has God say it this way, Mac, if anything matters, then everything matters. Because you are important, everything you do is important. Every time you forgive, the universe changes. Every time you reach out and touch a heart or a life, the world changes. With every kindness and service, seen or unseen, my purposes are accomplished, and nothing will ever be the same again.